This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Jesus. Amen. It was just an average, ordinary day. The people got up. They ate their breakfast. They kissed their spouse goodbye and went off to do their work for the day. Maybe they were a few minutes late because the kids didn't want to get out of bed after all. They whined and complained, can't we sleep in? But the parents needed to get going. They went about their business for the day, and they knew that when their day was over, they'd head home, eat dinner, and go to bed. In the world around them, the average excitements of life were also taking place. Couples were getting engaged and married. Babies were being born. There was a funeral now and then. But generally, life was pretty good. Friends got together with friends. They drank a glass of wine. They told jokes. They planned trips together. It was an ordinary, average day with ordinary, average people living ordinary, average lives. But then, a sign in the sky that led to perplexity on earth. Dark, billowing, dangerous-looking clouds rolled in. Rain began to fall. The soil turned to mud. Soon, rivers were washing away soil where there had been no river before. The water levels rose. All attempted to climb to higher ground, but they failed. The rain that began that day didn't stop for 40 days or 40 nights. The entire surface of the earth was covered. Only eight people, Noah, Mrs. Noah, and their family were saved from the devastation, destruction, and judgment of God. Yes, in the flood, 
God's judgment over sin was clearly seen. Fast forward 1,800 years. Another ordinary, average day in the fertile plain just north of the Dead Sea. Breakfast was eaten there also. Jobs were prepared for there also. Life was just its normal, ordinary, average humdrum. Just as the same as it had been before. Sure, there had been a commotion the night before outside one of the neighbor's houses. A crowd gathering at Lot's house to see about the two visitors that had stopped by to see him. But the people were used to commotion and crime and all those other everyday, ordinary, average things. It was just another day. It was just another night. But then, too, a sign from above, fire and brimstone rained down upon the entire region of Sodom and Gomorrah. Homes were burned, people died, crops were destroyed, all in a one-day event, which archaeologists are still discovering evidence of. Everything changed. Out of that entire region, only Lot and his two daughters were saved, even as his wife was turned to a pillar of salt. God's judgment, seen again, swiftly arriving. Dear Christian, Take these accounts to heart. Wake up. More judgment is coming. In our gospel lesson for today, Jesus tells us that there will be more judgment, that there will be signs in sun and moon and on the earth, distress and perplexity when the end comes. It will be just like the two events that we've already heard of. It will be an ordinary, average, everyday sort of occurrence. Until it's not. It will be people waking up. People preparing for their jobs. Going about their business. And then... The sign of the end will be upon them. God's judgment will swiftly arise. The day is surely drawing near. Malachi warned us about it in the Old Testament lesson. He says, Behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. St. Peter also warns us in his second epistle, saying that the coming judgment will be a combination of the two we've already heard, but in a much worse way. He says, the heavenly bodies will burn before our eyes. A flood of fire will destroy the earth. The Son of Man will appear on a cloud, coming back with judgment. This will bring about the end. 
This will happen soon. The time is coming. Jesus warns us in our gospel lesson. And so, dear Christian, the question is this. Do you believe what Jesus says? Do you believe that Christ's coming is ever growing closer? That it may be at any moment or hour or day. Do you believe or have you, like so many people in our modern hustle, bustle, have you grown complacent? In the midst of your ordinary, average life, have you grown apathetic to Christ's return? Have you decided that if it's going to happen, it will happen a long time in the future that you won't have to worry? Or perhaps even worse, have you decided for yourself that Jesus isn't coming back? That it's not worth worrying about? Have you, like so many, Decided that science gives a better explanation of the end. And that it's millions, if not billions, of years into the future. When the sun runs out of fuel and the earth is consumed. Have you listened to even newer science that says the end will come because of you. Soon, with climate change, the earth changing climates until you can no longer feed yourself. Which of these are you more worried about? Do you believe Jesus is coming again? Or have you written off Christ's warning? Jesus says, you know that the summer is coming soon when the tree comes into leaf. In other words... If you see the signs, you know what is about to happen. Do you see the signs around you, dear Christian? Is there distress in our world? Is there perplexity in our world? Are there wars and rumors of wars? Are there earthquakes? Are there famines? Is there disease? What do these signs tell you? Christ's return is soon. And so, dear Christian, do not think that you have long years ahead and time to repent later. Repent now. Repent today. Repent this moment and all of the moments that you have left. Trust Christ now and leave your sin behind. The world seeks to lull you to sleep, but Jesus begs you to stay awake and to be ready. 
The day is surely drawing near. So repent, repent now. Don't be caught up as so often we are in a life of drunkenness or dissipation. The hungover life, the comfortably numb life. Do not become complacent like we so often do. Think back to the days of Noah. When the storm clouds rolled in, was there any chance for repentance then? No. The rain fell. The people died. The judgment was there. At the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, were people allowed repentance once the fire and brimstone began to fall? No. Judgment was there. People died. When Christ is seen coming on a cloud with glory, will that be the time for you to repent? The hour will have already arrived. The judgment will be present. Repent now. Don't say to yourself, I'll repent tomorrow. Don't say to yourself, I'll repent when I hear a giant trumpet sound. Don't say, I'll repent if the sky sets on fire and the earth begins to melt. It will be too late at that moment. Repent of your sin now. Right now, In the midst of the warnings in our gospel lesson for today, our Lord Jesus also speaks a word of grace. He speaks that word to you, dear Christian. Jesus says this, When you see that day coming, when the sky rolls up, when the trumpet sounds, when the Son of Man appears, when you see all these things happening, Jesus says, lift up your heads. When that most deadly day arises, stand up, look to heaven, be glad and rejoice. Be at peace. Be unafraid. For you see, you know what that day brings. You know what your end is. You have life. You have forgiveness. God pours out grace, mercy, and peace upon you. You know what your end is, and it isn't destruction or chaos or judgment or terror or fear. Your end is Jesus. Your end is salvation. Your end isn't an end at all. You see, you already have faced God's just judgment. 
It happened on an ordinary, average day, almost 2,000 years ago, during the Passover of the Jews. A hundred thousand people gathered together at Jerusalem to slaughter lambs, to eat them, and to remember how God saved his people from the judgment he dished out upon Pharaoh in Egypt. Shortly before the Sabbath began, a sign in the sky, darkness fell over the city, but there was no rain either a flood or a rain of fire. People didn't die by the thousands and the scores. Only one died. Jesus. And he died for you. For your sins for your guilt and shame. There was no flood filling Jerusalem on that day besides the flood of blood and water that poured out from our Lord for your salvation that comes to you in baptismal waters. There was no fire and brimstone judgment except for our Lord Jesus suffering hell in your place, taking what you deserve upon his own shoulders. Bodies weren't strewn in the street. Only Christ died. He died for you. Died in your place for your sin for your guilt, for what you have done wrong. All of God's wrath, all of God's judgment placed squarely upon his shoulders. Christ died and was buried. You, dear Christian, went with him. You died. You were buried. And when Jesus rose on the third day, you also rose. You were given eternal life. He promised that no matter what happens in this world, you will live forever because of what he has done. He told you what your end would be. Not death, not destruction, not disease, not famine, not earthquakes, not flood or fire. You will live forever. Resurrected. At peace. Comforted by the hand of God. Christ promised that to you. And that's a promise you can take to the bank. That means, dear Christian, when you look around and you see the signs that the end is drawing near, that you need not fear. 
That when you look around and see that a plague is threatening our lives, you need not fear. That should war break out, armies invade, and be at your very doorstep, you need not fear. Will the sky fall, the earth melt, the heavens set afire, and heaven and earth pass away? You need not fear. Lift up your head. Rejoice in Christ. This world will pass away, but his word and promise will not. It lasts forever. Fear not. Christ has been judged for you. Fear not. You will live forever by his grace. Fear not. Be filled with the peace of God. You have no end. Dear friends in Christ, the day is drawing near. You could be here any time, any moment, any hour. As you go about your everyday, ordinary, average lives, be at peace. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who has saved you who's washed away your sin, who feeds you with himself, who sends his word and Holy Spirit into your ear, be at peace and unafraid. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, with intrepid hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.